This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, government contractor employees have a new place for filing discrimination complaints. The Small Business Administration gives businesses a longer time to return those PPP loans if they don't need them. And it's not just privately owned military houses that are having issues. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Employees of government contractors who feel like they were discriminated against have a new place to go to help resolve their complaints. The Labor Department's Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs officially opened the door to its Ombud service. It offers neutral third-party dispute resolution services between employees and government contractors. Through this service, employees and contractors can address root causes and identify ways to fix ongoing concerns. Another federal employee union is calling for more protections for their members. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco has more. The National Federation of Federal Employees is writing to President Trump with a list of demands before agencies begin reopening their offices. The union says agencies must provide employees with masks and other protective gear. Nephew President Randy Irwin suggests agencies bring employees back in staggered shifts to minimize potential exposure to the coronavirus. And he says agencies should have policies that protect employees if they're sent home for showing virus symptoms or if they're exposed to someone else with the virus at work. I'm Nicola Grisco. The IRS falls short of its goal of getting 11,000 employees to volunteer to return to the office and may have to ask more workers to return next week. But the agency is also looking at extending retention pay benefits for employees who did return beyond the first two pay periods the agency already promised. Professional Managers Association President Chad Hooper says mailroom employees fall on the higher end of the retention benefit spectrum and are getting 25% of their normal salaries as a bonus. The Small Business Administration quietly extends its so-called safe harbor time for return of payroll protection program loans. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. Companies now have an extra week to May 14th, that is, to pay back a CARES Act loan if they don't think they can make the case for the money in good faith or in a way that satisfies SBA rules. The Kroll Mooring Law Firm points out another change. Companies applying with fewer than 500 employees must include the headcount of both U.S. and foreign affiliates. I'm Tom Temin. A few current and former government executives are launching a new task force to study how well agencies are managing their people. The Senior Executives Association and IBM Center for the Business of Government are partnering with the University of Illinois Chicago. They're going to develop a framework to assess the quality of management in government and then suggest ways agencies could implement their ideas. The National Security and Counterintelligence Center at last has permanent leadership. The Senate voted 84-7 to confirm Bill Evanina as the NCSC director. Evanina's nomination has been pending for nearly two years. He's led the NCSC since 2014, but a 2016 intelligence authorization law made the position subject to presidential nomination and Senate confirmation. Evanina has been leading the charge to overhaul and modernize the security clearance and personnel vetting system. A new Postmaster General will lead the Postal Service next month. Federal News Network's Joy Heckman has more on that. Supply Chain and Distribution Center Executive Louis DeJoy will serve as the next Postmaster General and will start on June 15th. He'll take over for Postmaster General Megan Brennan, who expected to retire in January, but held off until the board found a successor. 
The USPS Board of Governors started its search late last year with more than 200 candidates. DeJoy will be the first Postmaster General in more than 20 years to lead the Postal Service without prior experience working there. I'm Jory Heckman. Major General Dennis Krall is slated to become the next top IT official for the military's Joint Staff. He'll replace Lieutenant General Brad Schwedo, the current Joint Staff Chief Information Officer. Krall comes to the job from his current positions as DOD's Principal Cyber Advisor. Before that, he was the Marine Corps' Chief Information Officer. Krall's new position comes with a promotion to Lieutenant General once he's approved by the Senate. The Defense Department has taken plenty of heat for health and safety problems in its privatized housing programs, but there are plenty of issues in government-owned housing as well. A new Inspector General report found systemic deficiencies in dealing with lead-based paint, radon, and asbestos in the relative handful of family housing units DOD still runs itself, mostly overseas. Investigators visited eight separate bases that account for 41% of military-owned family housing. They found base officials routinely failed to keep records on potentially hazardous substances in the those homes and did not issue warnings to the families living in them. The IG says the military services do perform inspections on their housing, but they're mostly focused on keeping homes in good condition, not on invisible health and safety threats. And about 30,000 military families will move between now and the end of June, even though the Pentagon is stopping relocations to avoid the spread of coronavirus. Those families were given exemptions to move, while most military families will wait until the virus passes. U.S. Transportation Command is requiring that industry screen its employees for symptoms before they go on a job and also present families with a form certifying that movers have been screened. And census is to launch a new survey about the impact of the coronavirus on the nation. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with details. The Census Bureau is buying a new tool to conduct a rapid response survey regarding coronavirus and its impact on the public, businesses, and policymakers. Census issued a sole source justification to buy a software as a service platform from Qualtrics for $2 million. Under this one-year contract, Census will use the Qualtrics platform, which is currently authorized to operate by the Bureau, for survey programming, administration, and dissemination data review and analysis. Census says it planned to launch the survey by April 30th. I'm Jason Miller. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. (music) 